You are listening to The Antidote, Episode 7. Figure out your why. If you know your why, the how will take care of itself. So why do you want to get in shape? What's up, campus family? This podcast was formulated to antidote information overload. With training, nutrition, and life hacks you can use immediately. Our guest, John Rowley, is going to reveal a major key to find people who push you forward. Are you ready? What is the biggest piece of advice uh, you've ever received? With regards to fitness or life? Uh, life, fitness, whatever. What really stuck with you? Persistence, really. You know, not giving up. Uh, I learned that as an athlete. You know, my, my track coach was my, it was my salvation as a kid. He happened to be an Olympic coach. So, I, you know, at an early age, I learned to get up at four in the morning, five in the morning, and train three times a day, you know, starting when I was 14 years old. Um, so, you know, consistency and have, having discipline is very, very important. But then there was also one thing that my coach drilled into me. Never look back. And he was screaming at me because every once in a while I'd look back during a race, you know, which was good because that means everybody was behind me. But um, I'd look back. He'd yell at me, Rolly, don't you look back. You don't want what's back there. You want what's in front of you. And that's a good lesson for everybody. You don't want what's behind you. You can't do anything about the past. You can't do any, you know, looking at, looking at your past and trying to move forward is like driving a car looking in the rearview mirror. It's not going to happen. You're going to crash. So, you know, make peace with your past, but challenge the future, man, because you can't change the future, but you can't, you can't change the past, but you can change the future. So that's a long answer. Consistency, not giving up, you know, persistency. And then also not looking back, you know, go after what you want, not what you had. I think there's a lot of people who live in the past and that's, it's terrible. Um, It doesn't do anything. You get to be my age, it's worse, you know, guys in their fifties. Oh, remember that football game in high school? Who cares, man? You know, let's, let's, you know, and I had no people like that where you're with them and all they talk about is the past, which is nice to do once in a while. But for God's sake, we got something to do. Let's do it. We're not going to do it looking back there. We're going to do it by moving forward. Yeah, I love that approach. <laughs> Less reminiscing, right? Yeah, and reminiscing's fine in its place, but there's a time and a place for everything. So, what's your top three major keys uh, to stay in shape, uh, sexy, and confident without flipping someone's life upside down? Well, I'm glad you said somebody's life because I don't know if I I apply for the sexy part. <laughs> but um, having a routine, you know, but it's like it's like anything else in life. If you want to be, if you want to be successful in things, you, you typically have successful habits. So you know, when you drive to work or you drive to church or you drive to the gym, you don't typically have to think about it once you do it a few times because it's on autopilot. You just do it, and that's what's that's what's uh, really important with the fitness. Make it a habit. Find out find out um, what you like. You know, you're not going to do something that you don't like. Like you know. I like working out at a certain time of day. I work out very early in the morning. So I work out really, this morning I was, okay. in, I was in the gym at 4 a.m. this morning. Wow. So I, you know, I've only just started doing that again. I did it for 30 years. The last couple of years I stopped, but I'm starting to feel lazy. So I'm disciplining myself. Now, I got a lot of work to get done. I got a lot of things I want to achieve in my life. So I discipline myself now to get back on the gym at 4. At 4. I was actually in there probably about 4.15. And um, so having, a, having something that you can, a, a plan that you can stick to, that you can be consistent with. Uh, the next thing would be is, um, is uh, knowing your why. Why do you want to get in shape? Are you a big fat pig and you want to get in shape? Okay, good. You know why. Do you have diabetes? You know why. Are you sick? You know why. You can't put your clothes on? You know why. Your wife doesn't want to have sex with you? You know why. You're too, slu- you're too sluggish to have any efficiency at work? You know why. 
Figure out your why. If you know your why, the how will take care of itself. So why do you want to get in shape? For me, I want to, I've always wanted to be in shape. You know, I, 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 taking care of my body is very important to me because of the car accident I had. You know, I have to. Otherwise, I'd be in, I'd be in excruciating. I'm in pain every day. But I'd be in excruciating pain if, if I didn't take care of myself. Plus, I like looking good. And I like being an example to the younger guys. You know, I've got four kids. I'm in better shape than all of them combined. And um, I like that. I like, being able to, I like being able to be in the gym and keep up with the 20-year-olds or them try, to, try to keep up with me. Uh, I like being I like being an example to people. Now I don't want to be a dysfunctional example to people. You know, I look at some of these bodybuilders that I grew up with, and you know they look great. They're on the cover of magazines. They look phenomenal. Meanwhile, they can't hold a job. They can't keep their marriages together. They can't keep their kids together. They're a wreck because all they focused on is one aspect of their lives. So I, what I want to do is I want to be a holistic example to people, where people integrate all the areas of their lives. And fitness just happens to be one of those things. You know, you gotta eat, you gotta go to the bathroom, you gotta take care of yourself. Exercising is important. So, you know, being consistent and having a good plan and knowing why you're gonna do it. So, it's so important not to only find yourself, uh, but surround yourself with people who have a similar vision. Uh, what would you say is the best way to find these people? Oh man, I'm, you know, that's something I do. Um, I, I'm surrounded by some of the top people in the world in everything that I do, whether it be in athletics, nutrition, in, in our business, uh, whatever it is. You know, I, I know everybody. And um, the way I've gotten to know people is I always look for a way where I can bring value to their lives. I don't ask them for anything typically. Um, I want to learn from somebody. So just as an example, when I was young, I was in my 20s, I went into Manhattan real estate. You know, I got turned down by over 300 companies uh, until I found one stupid enough to hire me. And then six months later, I was the youngest senior VP in Manhattan real estate. What I did is every Friday afternoon, every Friday, I called somebody, whether it be Donald Trump, Barbara Corcoran, or other people in the industry, which I know both of them very well. And um, I would call them up and I said, listen, I'd like to meet you for coffee. And the reason I did coffee is if I got stuck paying, I didn't have the money to buy anything but coffee back then. So <laughs> I, I invite them for coffee. And I said, the only thing I'm going to ask you to do is bring your daytime with you. Because back then, there was no cell phones or anything, so they had a calendar they brought with them. And they would always ask why, so I'll explain it to you when we get there. So I'd always have like three questions for them. And I'd want to find out how they did certain things, which was their specialty. I would always interview somebody that had a different specialty. But then this last question was the most important one to me. I'd ask them to pull their calendar out, their, their daytimer out, and I wanted to see what they did. And they would always ask, well, why do you want to see this? I said, because you're here to help me, and you're being very generous, and the odds are really good. You're going to be giving me advice that you think is important to me. And I said, and that's really good. I want that advice. But I also want one more thing. I want to see what's important to you. I want to see what time do you get up? What time do you exercise? What time do you get lunch? What time do you go to work? What time do you do this? What time do you go to sleep? I want to see what's what you do day in and day out because that will show me what's important to you. And if I can figure that out, then I can model that myself. So for me, that was important. I would, I would call people and ask them to meet with me. Or I would find a way to bring some value to somebody uh, if I thought there was somebody I'd want to be, you know, I'd want to have a relationship with one point in time. And I've met everybody that way, you know, whether it be Zig Ziglar or, you know, um, Mark Victor Hansen, you know, everybody, you know, Donald Trump, Barbara Corcoran, um, Frigno, I've met another way, she wants to, you know, whatever. I don't want to keep dropping names. I know a lot of people, <laughs> but um, the, the key is, is when you meet somebody, don't look at them like they're the next meal ticket, man. Look at them like a human being because, you know, whether it's Dwayne Johnson, you know, I, was at, I was at the premiere for um, San Andreas with Dwayne. Oh, no, just, these guys are just regular guys, man. Okay, they do something for a living that's really cool and makes them famous. 
but for the most part, people want to be people. They don't want to. They don't want to be. You know, get all these accolades. You know, sometimes the young guys do, but for the most part, once they're seasoned, they just want to be treated like a regular person. So, you know, I don't know if that answered your question, but that's the way I do it. Knowing what they're doing is is so huge. Modeling your life off of uh, somebody's that you really want to live is super important. If if they're living a life that you want, model everything that they do with yours. You know, it's funny. I, I give that advice in books. I give that advice when I do interviews on radio, TV, podcasts, and articles or whatever else. I have yet to have one person come in and ask me about my about my daily schedule, what I do. I've yet to see one person, what, somebody communicate to me that they did it with somebody else. It's a piece of advice that people, uh, I guess, gloss over. But it's a really important, it was, for me it was anyway. For me it was extremely important. Because my role models, where I grew up, um, you know, I didn't have anybody where I grew up doing anything that I wanted to do. So I needed to go outside and really figure it out. Yeah, find out exactly what they're doing and, and try to do the same exact thing because it's obviously working for them, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and that's some of the best advice I've, I've heard so far. Let's, uh, let's ask you how you structure your day to make you the most productive then. <laughs> well, that's good. I typically get up about four, so I get okay. up around four. You know, sometimes I I, I I usually wake up before the alarm, so I just kind of hang out in bed till four. Get up, have a cup of coffee. Um, up until this morning, I would do cardio first. So I do. You know, this morning, I, I hit the gym, but um, I, I've got a recumbent bike here. I got you know, I got different pieces of equipment here, so I'll go I'll go um, ride the bike for forty five minutes while I watch a, a podcast. I watch a couple of um, Christian podcasts. Then after I do that, then I read my Bible and pray. While I'm doing that, I have a protein shake, my UX3 I have. And then uh, I take a shower and get to work. Now, sometimes I won't take a shower, but I find out when I take a shower, because I work, I work uh, for myself, obviously. Uh, and I don't, I don't need to take a shower if I don't want to. The only one who's going to smell me is me. And, uh, you know, I've got employees, but you know, I, I, work, I work on my own because I do a lot of writing. Um, take a shower, and typically 6.30, 7 o'clock, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm working. So then I'll work, I'll typically work till around 10, 10.30, writing or doing whatever I'm working on. Um, I'll take a break. Um, then I don't check email or anything until about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. In fact, I don't even check email anymore. I have, I have, my personal assistant does that. And then we have a 2 o'clock phone call. And then she'll go through any of the emails that she wasn't able to handle on her own, and she handles them for me. It takes me 15 minutes on a phone call versus a couple of hours doing, doing email. Um, Usually after around three or so, I may do a couple more hours of uh, of work. Um, it's I don't like I won't do any interviews like this unless it's critical. I don't do anything like this before before two o'clock in the afternoon, which uh, I'm sure my assistant told you that, which is why we're doing it at this time. I don't do it in the morning because it's going to interfere with the with the work that I do. So what I try to have to do is the very first part of the day, first couple of hours is me time. This way, I take care of myself first. Then I then I get to work and I and I tackle the I tackle the most important projects first thing in the morning. Then I'll um then I'll, I'll I typically don't work more than ninety minutes to two hours without taking a, a couple of minute break. You know I'll get up and walk around or something. And I also work at stand. I have two desks and I, one is a stand up desk which I'm at right now. Then I've got another one that's a sitting desk. But I also have this thing called um, I forget what it's called. But it, it goes up and down on a regular sit down desk and it allows me to stand up there as well. And then um. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll work till ten or eleven o'clock at night. Um, most of the time, I try to I, I try to stop. You know, five or six. Um, I just went through a you know, the last few years. I've gone through a pretty bad divorce, and my personal life isn't what it used to be. So I don't really have much of a desire to you know to stop or need to stop at like five or six o'clock because it's just me at this point. 
Um, it's not healthy. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, working late at night and killing yourself all day is not a healthy way to live your life. But for me, I do it right now because I've got a bunch of projects I'm working on. But typically, I would try to stop around five or six. Okay. Um, have a have a normal evening. I typically get to bed. Typically, get to bed ten ten thirty. But I try to get to bed by nine. I don't usually. I'll, I'll usually get in bed by nine, and then uh, maybe I'll read for an hour or so. So uh, that's what I do. I take care of myself first thing in the morning. Then then I work in, uninterrupted, and then you know I may take lunch. Sometimes I don't. I'll always eat, but you know depending on if I meet somebody for lunch or go out for lunch, and then I make sure that you know, I make sure that I don't I don't really check anything. Um, social media, emails, or anything else until the afternoon. Otherwise, you, you know, you get sucked into that black hole and you never get out. Whether it be email or Facebook or other things, you start doing the unimportant, and when you start doing the unimportant, the important gets pushed aside. And, you know, most people get to the end of the day and they're like, oh, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Well, that's because you didn't do what you're supposed to do. Do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> it's simple. You know, it's not, it's, not, it's not brain surgery, man. Just do what you need to do, get it done, have priorities in order, and... Um, you know, I keep a yellow pad on my desk. If I come up with ideas, I write them down. This way I don't get all sucked in with that either. Because I might be writing something and then, oh, that's a good idea. And then you kind of get lost. Whereas instead of getting lost, I'll just jot it down on the paper and go back to my writing. And I'm very entrepreneurial. I get bored really, really easy. <laughs> so for me, it's simple. What's the number one thing I need to do today? And I do it. You know, I get that one thing done. Most people don't get their one thing done. They get 10 other things done, but they don't get the one thing done. So I focus on getting the one thing done. And the other things fall into place. It's, you know, other stuff is, you know, piddly stuff that's easy. Plus, I have employees uh, that do the things that aren't that one thing. You know, I have them do other things as well. Campus family, thank you for listening to The Antidote. Visit fitcampus.co for execution plans, free training, and formulas to hack every part of your college experience. It's time for you to turn your campus into your empire.